0: Hi again, everyone. This is Tim and Anthony with you for episode number thirty-six of the Radio MVP Sports Podcast. As uh, Anthony and I are back together after about a month away, we've been busy. A lot of things going yeah. on personally, and uh, obviously, uh, I've been keeping you in tune with the uh, one-on-one in the last couple of weeks uh, conversations that I've had. So, uh, I hope you all downloaded some of those and listened to them, and uh, more of those to come. I have promised you them. Recently, and I got a couple more coming your way, hopefully, in the next week or two. And a a big one uh, that we're going to try to uh, nail down here in the next 24, 48 hours, uh, a commitment for the podcast. So uh, stay tuned for that Uh, real quickly. uh, You can find us on RadioMVP.com. You can interact with us there, lead us information and reaction to any podcast right there on RadioMVP.com. Find us on Facebook at Radio mvp pod and on twitter at the real radio mvp you can find me on twitter at tim continenza also and anthony is available on instagram at a cap 17 so with all that in mind hi again everyone it's good to be back talking sports uh real recap for the last month villanova wins the tourney i pick (laughs) x x loses in the second round anthony cheered on his is uh Duke Devils for a while, but unfortunately they fell to the wayside. God. And uh, it is what it was. We moved on. Baseball season has begun. The Indians cannot hit better than Michael <laughs> Martinez. And they're winning baseball games because the pitching is doing great. So welcome to 2018 <laughs> baseball season, Cleveland Indian style. Boy, it's really good to be back after
1: some uh, personal changes uh, for the better. Um, you know, I, I was okay losing to Kansas because nobody wanted to play Nova. And that was a well-oiled machine, just beat anybody in its path, and they play like crap for the first 10 minutes against Michigan and still ran those guys off the floor. So that team was a juggernaut. Um, and, yeah, it's a typical April baseball start. Uh, the bats are as cold as this weather, but, um, man, I tell you what, Trevor Bauer – And Corey Kluber and Mike Clevenger have looked really good. I mean, really good. Um, You know, the bullpen is still – it takes the bullpen about a month or two to get guys in the – you know, we know the back, end, but who's going to come in in middle relief? Who's going to come in as a seventh and eighth inning guy? um, That's to be seen. But, boy, the, the offense or lack thereof is, well, downright, shall I say, offensive. But, but it's April, and Young was our best hitter for a while. Um, Lonnie Chisenhall is hurt again. Is that a surprise? That sucks. But you know,
0: it just—it's what it you does. get. You know, we say the Indians—they're—it's what the you Indians, get. Are, like you said, getting off their typical April start where. Yeah, where they get the, uh, the cold bats coming out of uh, Arizona. They went on the road. Unfortunately, you know, got off to a slow start, winning only two out of the six games on the road. Come home, face the the, uh, the snow. Look, they, you know, it's, it's amazing that they've – it shows you how great the pitching has been when you only get seven hits or less every game and you're winning half your games. Uh, that you're tells you everything on. you need to know. And that's what it comes down. I mean, Kluber tonight was just outrageous. He
1: He, Uh, he had no hits. uh,
0: Yeah. 13 Ks, two hits, uh, eight innings. Um, Miller comes up with the, the save in the ninth inning. So the Indians uh, move on. They they get a 500 record. Uh, You know? Yeah. Obviously the Indians aren't going to continue not to hit. I'm not too concerned. Uh, they're going to find another pitcher for the starting rotation in the long run. Who that will be down the road? Not today. I mean, uh, June, July, August-type scenario. We'll make changes when they have to. I'm not too cool. early in the season. Like I've said, coming into the season, the Indians are the best team in the Central Division. I don't expect them to be challenged. I think Minnesota is improved. Uh, I honestly do believe – You know, you're going to get good games out of Detroit against you. You'll get good games, um, you know, from the others in the division. But the bottom line is, the Indians just have too much talent in this division, and they're going to beat up this division in the long run. And that will be a big part of the season when you when you have 18 games against the teams in your own division. You should take advantage of it, and I think the Indians will long term. And I'm not concerned. I'm. It's boring to watch. I ain't going to lie. Oh, very boring. boring. It's 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 watching paint drive, watching soccer is actually more exciting sometimes. And you know, I I just really it, it is it's boring. But you know, it, hey it is uh you know Young Gomes hit the hit the uh the walk-off the other night and then tonight uh it was a Zimmer for yeah, the I two run the two run dinger and you know they're winning ball games. Uh is it pretty? No. But they're they're games, they're W's, they move on. And, and, and real quick, I'm meant to be pretty. Real quick, here I've had a, a, a Twitter beef with the Indians, and I've had a, a, a discussion on Facebook with my uh, Facebook friends. I absolutely, without reservation, one hundred percent hate six PM start times. I think they're absolutely ridiculous, you know. And I, and I am quite honest with you, and and, and I am going to ask you this. You can't make a 6 o'clock game from Youngstown. If you're working to 5 o'clock, there's no way you can make first no, pitch. No, I would be there
1: probably um, if, say, Kluber is pitching, I'd miss the first two innings probably.
0: Well, to me, if you got into the stadium at 7 o'clock, it's the fourth inning. Yeah. I could probably get from my work
1: to the parking spot probably by 6.15, 6.20. And the way Kluber pitched tonight, and the Indians' offense is going. You're in the second inning already. So, so what's the point yeah. of going up, basically? And, and,
0: and today it was just over seven o'clock, and it was the fourth yeah. inning. Yeah. So you would have missed four innings. Yeah, you know, they. Um, uh, it would, it's, it's. I understand. and I hate it. I think it's it's absolutely one of the dumbest ideas that the only team in baseball that does it. It just mm-hmm. it's absolutely insanity. Um. They've been doing it for a few years. They keep doubling down, adding more games. So, obviously, they yeah. just don't care about the fans. And, you know, I, I honestly, I say that, you know, half-jokingly. Uh, but it's, it's. I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous to start a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday game, I don't care what, day of the week uh, at 6 o'clock. And don't tell me the weather makes a difference because you're talking about maybe one degree difference between – Nine o'clock and 10 o'clock tonight. You know, here's, I think it was 32 to 33 degrees. Big deal.
1: Here's my thoughts. I've attended a couple of 610 games. Um, traffic's horrendous. It, it, it's worse than uh, trying to get there for a 710 game in the summer. Uh, yeah. Everybody's running out of work. Um, they said they did it to get more people there, the kids. That but was downtown. Honestly, Who is going to bring their kids? To thirty-five degree weather and a twenty-mile-an-hour wind at night, it was downright miserable Friday. It was miserable, and you know me. Well,
0: weather doesn't affect me. Right. And weather aside, weather aside from that, it's just I. I honestly, you know, my my biggest people there tonight. Well, yeah, and the exact? I really don't know the exact tenants. It doesn't really matter. I mean, there was a lot of empty seats, and yes, they're going to blame it on the cold, and that's legitimate. Uh, that's a legitimate thing to blame it on, but it's cold every April here. Yeah. Well, Why I, make it worse? That's, yeah. And that's, honestly, you really think – here's here's my opinion. Uh, when I was young, you know, when I was a, a teenager, and that, the Indians used to have day games in April. And it, I'm not saying it was great as a fan. I mean, I was – I was the kid that brought the radio to school and tried to sneak it in between classes mm-hmm. and had the earphones on and trying to get the Indians in, you know, by the window and all that. Uh, nowadays, you got phones, so you yep. can stream it. You don't even have that problem. But, uh, you know, uh, I honestly rather see one o'clock day games versus the 6 p.m. thing. I Mr. honestly. Ron I I
1: huh? Ron talked about that today on the radio, how he'd rather go to day well, games than
0: here. He he read my Twitter feed the last two weeks, so, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know what? But yeah, if you're going
1: to start a game, at no, six I mean ten, that's just
0: the way it used to be. When I started at four ten in April? Why I started at four ten? Well, the reason here's the thought process. I remember when the Indians first started this a few years back. Here was the thought process: was those who were working downtown get off around five o'clock, and okay. if only an hour from first pitch. They will attend the ball game, mm-hmm. so they weren't really concerned about those who were coming into, into the city the yep. to watch the game. They thought they could keep those who are in the city to come to the game. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. I'm, I don't. You know, I think if you're working all day, chances are you want to go home. You, you want to go home. Yep. Uh, and, and I'm not saying that if you're young, if you're in your 20s, early 30s, and single, or uh, you know, have uh, someone who you're going to meet at the game type scenario that it works uh, for families. I just don't see how it works. I mean, unless you live within a half hour of the stadium, it, you know, to, to get your, your kids ready to go to the game. If they got home from school at three o'clock, three let's say, you know, you're, you're back in you on the road by five thirty yeah. to get to the game by six. Uh, you, you have to be close to the stadium. Yeah. Obviously the farther you wait, like someone from the Youngstown or even Akron area, uh, I think you're pushing it. I don't think you're gonna get those fans to do the game. Maybe they just don't care. They honestly believe that they're gonna get yes. enough players, people from uh the downtown traffic to stay there. I just I don't buy it. I don't see the numbers. Maybe the maybe the numbers and their study proves that it does work. I just don't see the stadium when when it's on TV, uh, you know, any fuller. Matter of fact, I think it's less full. You know, I'm a little biased. I think six o'clock start times suck, and uh, I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm just – I absolutely hate it. I think it's just really bad organizational thought process.
1: Yeah, i uh, – I've been to a couple, like I said, and there was nobody there. And, uh, and we went in late April in 2016 when it was 70 degrees outside, and there was nobody there. If you're going to do 610 starts and if you're committed to this and if you truly believe that your statistical data shows that it's a good thing to do for the first two months of the season, okay. But at least give us a break on ticket prices or parking prices or something. Because, and we're never going to do that. I know that.
0: Yeah, but parking is really out of their control because most parking decks aren't owned. At least by give Gateway them a break that- on, on
1: ticket prices or something. Because I know. I went to the right field tickets where you just stand along the right. rails there in the corner. Are normally right. fifteen bucks. Yeah. Do you know what they're going for right now, Tim? No. Fifty five dollars. Who's going to stand for nine innings to, for fifty five dollars?
0: Standing room only is fifty five dollars. Standing room was fifty five dollars. Yes, I was. I Tell me that no, on, on, a, on a ticket site or actually no. Indian site.
1: On ClevelandIndians.com, they went. They went Sunday back to the game, and they paid fifty-five dollars to stand in right field. I'm sorry, I'm not going to
0: pay fifty-five bucks to stand. I can't imagine. Indians. I mean, I'm not we're saying not, you're wrong. I'm but not I even. It. I just that's that's inconceivable. Uh, you know, I remember buying those tickets bucks. many years ago. You know, and, and there were 10. Uh, yeah, and they were ten bucks or less back in the day, but. That was when they used to sell it 55. every game, you know. And 55 would the I don't know. Yeah, I, I, you know, buyer beware. Don't be fooled. I love, I mean, you can buy a ticket with a seat less than $55. You can buy the seats that
1: we sat in for opening day, you could buy for $67. Well, I don't know. Why? $55 can get you probably. Right behind the dugout.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say you're gonna get excellent seats. Yeah, i don't I don't know.
1: I haven't You're better off buying left field bleacher tickets and moving down behind the dugout. Who's gonna stop you? The thousand people that are there because the six ten start time is gonna work in thirty two degree weather.
0: (laughs) You You know, know, I don't know. I don't know, the the Nazi usher, I guess. I don't know. But
1: the good news is they're five and five and the offense has looked bad. Yeah, it has. And, you know, your, get back to – Your best hitter is hitting .059 or .057. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> I, I mean – He got a face it today, so – He did, so know. he's back – what, he's .059 yeah. again? Yeah, yeah, I don't
0: know. Yeah, hey, he's on yeah, my fantasy team, at, so I hope he gets gets hot. But You uh,
1: look at the uh, – I've watched every game this year, listened to every game, including going to Friday's opener. And I, I know we had four hits Friday. Right. I tell you what; those are probably our best at bats of the year so far. We actually put good contact on the ball. It's just when it's 28 degrees and 30 mile an hour gale force wins off the lake, the ball is going to go nowhere.
0: Yeah, well, Ramirez had a good at bat today. Yeah, he did. Doing he, the he same did. thing. Yan Gomes went deep into his his at uh, bat. I think he had nine or ten pitches before he hit his home run the other day. Yeah. So, I think the 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 quality at bats are coming right now. It's just a combination of uh, they traditionally get off to a slow start. It's very cold. They have the longest. uh, Here's another thing. How in the world did Major League Baseball give the Indians their longest longest home stand 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 in in April? The first of April. I mean, that makes absolute. And their second longest at the end of April. Yep. How in God's green earth did Major League Baseball come up with that? And the Indians agreed to it. Will you agree with
1: me on this. That a six ten start sense. time might be better in June, July, and August than in April well, and May. I will
0: say this when it would have be a more better flexible than, work schedule. Yeah, because I will put it this way, more, more more families could definitely attend because school yep. is out. School's out. you don't have to worry about it. I'm, just, I'm not a big fan of the six ten start. I'm just I'm not. I don't mind like it after seven. a
1: long day of work, I get to come home and turn on the pregame show. See that's the only I,
0: thing I like. I don't watch pregame shows at all, so sorry. Um, there's usually no information there say, for me. It's better to
1: leave work and have Tom Hamilton on, but I don't come home and turn on Jensen Lewis. I can't stand Jensen Lewis.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I would, I, I'm not going to fly listen. home
1: I, to turn on Jensen Lewis unless to, I'm talking about his I was, playing I, days thought, I thought that's what you were talking about, no, the
0: television no, pregame show. No, I haven't um, watched Jensen Lewis in two years. He's a, a bumbling fan. Hey, you know what? He he knows – I'll say this. He does talk decent baseball when he wants to. Obviously, the Indians like that cheerleader uh, mentality, very similar to Austin Carr for the Cavaliers. And, and, you know, it is what it is for for home broadcast today. You get a lot of that. That's why I really still enjoy Rick Manning because he absolutely calls it the way he sees it. He He doesn't really care. If uh, the player's out or didn't swing or did swing, what what he believes he sees, he talks about, and yeah. and that and that is really what makes me watch the Indians every day is to listen to, to Rick Manning, uh, and his his position in the ball game and what he's thinking. Uh, on the radio we don't have that. I mean, you have Tom Hamilton, who's a truly a great play-by-play guy, and you have Rosie he does a nice job, but you don't he, have an analyst. Better. Oh, yeah, and he does a nice job. He's, he's professional. He's absolutely a professional broadcaster. You don't have a Mike
1: Keegan anymore.
0: Exactly, and that's that really kills the Indians' radio broadcast. Yep. Uh, Tom Hamilton can handle a game by himself. However, he is best when he has someone to play off of, and Rosie is not there enough in the booth with him, Nope. and he's not in the booth with Rosie enough for them to play off of each other. Uh, they are there for a certain amount of innings, but uh, I would say the middle part of the game, most of them, at least it seems uh, to the listener. And I can't, third you know, I'm six, not, that they're Hamilton's not there the in the same booth at the same time. Yeah, I
1: think third to the sixth, Hamilton's out of the booth.
0: Yeah, the, most of the time it seems that way. Yeah. And, um, you know, look, the Indians made that decision years ago when, uh, you know, Mike Hegan, you know, got ill that they weren't going to replace him. That they brought in a second play-by-play guy instead on the radio, and it's like I said, it's just not the same to listen to. No, even when Herb Score was there years ago with Tom Hamilton, it was much more of a, a conversation at times between the two of them. And you know, it took it took a while to get that chemistry going, but once once it really arrived, I mean, we all loved it best, especially during the heyday of the Jacob Field era. You know, up through 97 when uh, when Herb was still doing the games. And then Mike Hegan took over on the radio a few years later. And it really, really, that 10 years with him and, and Tom Hamilton were just phenomenal. And, you know, even Matt Underwood made a little appearance on the radio for a yep. while. And then Rosie did along with them. And it was truly, in my opinion, you know, the heyday of the Indians broadcasting. Uh, I loved years to go. When uh, Manning and Hagan used to do a game together, yes, uh, that was just phenomenal broadcasting. Uh, as a fan of the game, uh, especially because it was on television, they didn't have to necessarily give play-by-play, the the description of the game. All they had to do is really, you Talk know, about it. Uh, yeah, talk about, you know, if it was a ground ball to short, or if it was a, you know, a hard throw to first, whatever the case may be, what the pitcher was doing. It was just great baseball talk. I mean, those games were phenomenal. Matter of fact, the closest we have that in baseball, and, you know, I've got a chance to listen to it a few times when I have had the Major League Baseball package on the on the iPad and that, um, is, is Dwayne Kuyper yeah. over in, and, 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 um, Oh, God, now I'm, I lost his name. Uh, Over in San Francisco, what's his partner's name? Uh, oh, jeez, I'm I'm blanking now. But anyways, those two, uh, it's going to drive me nuts now. I'm going to have to look it up. You go ahead. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, um, matter I was of listening fact, to it last night.
1: The Giants broadcast,
0: Mike Kruko. Kruko and Kuiper. Yep. Yes, that's it. And, uh, anyways, they they have a great chemistry together, and they they really are Hall of Fame broadcasters. Two ex ball players uh, that cover it, and it's really phenomenal. And uh, maybe, and most possibly, the most entertaining broadcast in baseball today. And uh, uh, if you have a chance, if you're a baseball fan. Uh, to tune in to uh, maybe a free game, if they do that on the Major League Baseball app, and it is the Giants, do it. You'll enjoy it. It really is uh, terrific. And if you're an Indians fan from back in the 70s, you'll remember Dwayne Kuiper as the second baseman who hit the one famous home run against Steve Stone on a glorious Monday night baseball game in Cleveland. And uh, one of the the great uh, memories I had as a child uh, as uh he hit his one and only home run that night. So it is a uh, you know he's the like I said, when you talk about baseball broadcasters, I think those two are, are really great to listen to. Uh I, I enjoy listening to the Indians game. I love hearing Tom Hamilton make a I call mm-hmm. and I think we all do. However, it's bland without him to have some of the playoff against. And and Rosie does the best job he can when he's in the booth together with them but yeah, they he just, and, and, and I like Rosie. I think he does a nice, a nice job. And I'm not here. It's just, you can tell they're both play by play guys versus someone who's an analyst who uh, may have played the game or had a little insights to the game versus, you know, someone who's traditionally knows how to describe the action of the game. And, uh, I miss that. I like, I like good entertaining ball games when, uh, when you, uh, have people talking about the game, uh, and how it works. And when you know, uh, I've always been a fan of, you know, obviously being a broadcaster myself growing up, I've always been a, 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 a fan of different people who did different things. So, uh, you know, and how they, they broadcast the game, a lot of different ways to doing it. a lot of different, uh, feels for the game. And I just enjoy good conversations sometimes. And, and that's what it's all about.
1: When they had, um, Oh God. In the early nineties, I remember what Sunday and some matinee day games, they had uh WAB carrying the games. Yes. And that was a young Jack Corgan. I think Mike Keegan did some games with him. That yes, was phenomenal. That was really I was never good. a Jack
0: Corrigan fan. I was never a Jack Corrigan fan. I um, like him. He's not bad. However, Rockies, I love Mike Keegan. Yep. Yeah. He's with the Rockies. Yeah. Yep. Um, and he has been ever since he left the Indians. Yeah. And when the Indians let him go, when they started their own network, yeah, obviously he did not, you know, yeah, he go did. into uh, STO at the time. But hey, you know, it's it's all been fun. It's and that's all part of baseball. And, and you know, that's one of the the uh, uh, romance of baseball is is the broadcasting side of the game, either on the radio or on the television side. Uh, it can be it, it. It's a way that you connect to the game and when the game is stale because it lacks entertainment value of the two people doing it or the one person and, and t- it's difficult to do it by yourself and be entertaining. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Most of the professional, and I mean the professional guys, the guys at the major league level, they can handle if they have to. However, they're just, there's very it's few far Yeah. Who can actually it's do it. Fun. Yeah. I mean, it's just, there's, just only a few that's ever done it and done it well. And that's just the way it was, you know?
1: Yeah. It's just Uh, not as uh, the only person that could probably do that and make it really enjoyable. Then Scully when he did.
0: Scully was the best best
1: doctor. He was the best ever.
0: There's, there's no one ever better and there never will be. And that's because he could tell a story and describe the action at the same time. Yep. Most cannot do that at that level that he did. It was always conversational. It was like he was having a conversation with you, the listener, and he's telling telling you that here comes the pitch and it's outside ball one, Mm -hmm. and he's right back into the story about the hitter or the pitcher or the manager or whatever he may be talking about or what happened in 1956, (laughs) you know, however – he was able to tell you, you know, there's a ground ball to short. He scoops it up and throws yep. it to first. And he's right back into the story. And then what's even more amazing, when the ending is over, the story just continues in the next inning. Yep. And he was amazing about that. There was no one better than Vince Gulley on that level. And there never will be. I don't no. think that will ever come uh, this in life to happen. And, 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 and that's just the way it works. And, uh, you know, like I said, I love baseball. I love listening to it. I love watching it. I love hearing the, uh, those who, uh, broadcast the game, bring their personality to it and, and their, their insights to the game. And, uh, you know, I'll take a Tom Hamilton home run call versus just about anybody in baseball.
1: Yeah. The, uh, also I'm biased. I think Tom Hamilton's the best in the game right now. Um, but if you ever want to have a good chuckle, if you ever just want to laugh hysterically, turn on Hawk Carrollson when the White Sox are at home. Oh turn yeah, row whenever Hawk does it, and root. Did he retire root,
0: last year though?
1: Or is no, he re- he's no, he's on a semi-retirement. Only does a select
0: few, few package games now. Game
1: Okay, I know it was all rogue
0: games because he lives oh, yeah. in South Bend. Yeah, the it on the board so guy. There's no doubt yeah. about it.
1: So Yeah, you can put that yeah, one on the Root's board. The White yes, White Sox get
0: killed. Root for the lights on what. to
1: get killed, or root for them to lose late because an umpire made a bad call. Pops John world. Sterling for the
0: Yankees oh, God. Is, is fantastic to listen to for his cliches of no. home oh, my God! Oh, you know what? I'm not saying I, I love him. I'm just saying, oh, his you know, are- he has a way of doing it. that's really unique and unique to you know, remember the first DD is, is perfect. about DD in the front part and the back part. He says, you know, DD Gregorius make Yankee fans go euphorious. You know, yeah. it's stupid, yeah. but yeah. it is, is is fantastic. And you know, that's what baseball's about. You know, and and there's so many. I mean, obviously, uh, John Miller when he oh, goes in Spanish calls. I think it's Spanish, or is it? Uh, when he calls for a home run, you know, and, and stuff like that. It's phenomenal. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many great personalities, and uh, uh, you know, you know, hey, it's fun. It's great to you know, mimic and, and uh, remember some of these guys. But yeah, I mean, the Washington, Washington uh, uh, Nationals have a great play-by-play guy and he's fun to listen to because after the home run he he, he clarifies bang zoom goes you know <laughs> Bryce Harper or whoever yeah. it may be you know bang zoom and I'm like bang zoom, <laughs> bang, I, zoom. I, I, you know if you're a baseball fan I've said this before and I'm going to say this again go listen to baseball tonight the podcast uh, with Buster only every day because every day they do a highlight show of each and every game. Now, Sometimes it's one play. Sometimes it's a multiple plays. But that, if you're a fan of the broadcast of baseball, you got to hear the scoreboard show that's done every day. It's maybe 15, 20 minutes long. And they go through all the, uh, the, the action of the day. And it's the play-by-play guys from both television and radio. Primarily radio, but sometimes they they'll mix in some of the TV calls too, and they're really good. And uh, it, it's the romance of baseball that I, every morning when I'm driving around town at work, I I have that on, and uh, from the the previous day, and, it, and it's phenomenal. It's it's absolutely uh, makes my morning every morning to hear that, and I recommend it highly. If you have not done it yet, you need to do it. Uh, Buster only, it's you can find it on iTunes. It is truly what makes uh baseball fun, you know, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's good. That's all I got to say. And then if you're a baseball fan, if you listen to the actual baseball tonight podcast, a lot of great information gets passed through there and real quickly, uh, Shoney Yes. Yeah. Wow. Your wow. guy. Oh my Your God. Guy. I knew. Yeah. You know, I was talking to someone else this week and I says, all winter long, I was kind of hoping the Indians had enough money to, you know, to make a legitimate offer for him. And I get it what the Indians did. The Indians played the numbers, which totally makes sense. They got 20 more players in their system. And most of them came from the Dominican Republic and, you know, the Caribbean area. And that's where they do the rec- their, their scouting. And that's where they build their, their farm system from on the international level. And I get it. And I don't think the Indians made a mistake. Because uh, they didn't have really a, a million dollars to offer, you know uh, Otani. But I tell you what, he is right now the player to watch in baseball because of what he's doing. I mean, if you've seen yesterday's ball game where he had the no hitter going into that sixth inning or the seventh inning, seventh phenomenal. Inning, yeah, seventh inning, I believe. And then what he has three home runs. All I gotta say is yeah. I've been hearing I've been hearing about Otani for two years. To see him at the major league levels being a lot of fun, and uh, being the fantasy baseball guy that I love to be, I picked him up in both my did leagues. You? Yes, I did. Uh, in one league, I'm allowed to play him each week, either as a start as a starting pitcher or as a hitter, but not both. In the other league, I have to keep him in one position all year long. Huh. Or I lose his stats. Wow. Uh, for that, so I have him as a pitcher only in that that season long, where I can't make any changes. Yeah. If I do, I can move him to the outfield, but I'll lose all his pitching stats. You know, yeah, he's so. a DH, but I can put him as an outfielder in my in my league. Yeah, in the other league, each Monday I can make a change. So change the first them. ten days I had him as a pitcher. Since he just pitched yesterday, I put him in as a hitter the rest of this week in that one. So. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see how it pays off, just for the fun of it. But yeah, I just is going to be the story of baseball this year, and uh, he's everything that's been advertised. And you know, we've seen him as Indians fans. Uh, yeah, you he know, killed the up first week of the season. Yeah, and uh, we're going to see more of him. I mean, this guy is the real deal. I think, and you know, time will tell. Yeah, he. Uh, it
1: was unfortunate that uh, we got a up close and personal. Uh, viewing of his coming out to start the season, uh, he looked really good on that
0: Kluber pitch. Uh, did, uh, he looked he really good a on the on, the, uh, on a, you know. I can say he looked even better on the uh, uh, Josh Tomlin pitch on his first pitches Tomlin. at home. Uh. <laughs> That's like facing me and you out there. Hey, you know what? That that didn't surprise me because Tomlin has a pitch in like ten days prior to that. And if you know his history, he's usually a guy who has to pitch every five days. Actually, the more routine he gets, the better off yeah. he is. Well, and, hopefully uh, tomorrow he's uh, – Yeah, I hope he does. I mean, we need him. I mean, the Indians are going to yes, need Josh do. Tomlin this year. And, uh, you know, obviously there's a long way to go in this season, so we'll see. But uh, now, Clevenger looking strong, as we talked about, it. you know, coming into the season. And, uh, you know, the bullpen. Uh, it's a work in progress. Yeah, Carrasco also, also has a right little now. worry to me. Who's I, that? Uh, Carrasco
1: worries me a little bit, only because the same concerns that they had when I was down there in spring training are still there. After the first time through the, the lineup, the adjustments and the same mistakes, the adjustments aren't being made. Now it's April. Um, hopefully his leg cramp wasn't a big deal Friday. Um. You know, but he battled Friday in those conditions. Yeah. And he got some guys on, he battled. And that was a step up and improvement from his first start. So,
0: yeah. you know, first hopefully. Starts, he got two wins. So let's go for right. there. And, you know.
1: That's right. And cover you know, Bauer's look really dang good.
0: Oh, I tell you, Bauer looks really oh, fantastic. I'll tell you what. i tell you what. Between the Indians starting pitching and the Astros starting pitching, it's going to be really interesting to see how that works out this year for both teams. There's no question in my mind the Astros have been playing phenomenal, oh, and it my. starts with their pitching and yep. what they have achieved. Uh, and we'll go from there. We'll see exactly how it happens you know, as the season progresses. Uh, obviously, the Indians do not have a as potent, uh, potent offense as of the Astros. And, you know, I think in the long term it will be good, and they will come around. Look, right now they just need to face a pitcher where they can beat them up. Yep. And get some confidence. They need that that nine nothing ball game, and I'm not or in a nine to two ball game type scenario. Uh, it will happen sooner or later. Hopefully, it'll happen tomorrow. We'll have to wait and see. Hey, this weekend is supposed to be seventy all weekend long in Cleveland against the Jays team. Well, let's, so hope, they can- let's hope. Let's hope. I hope the bats warm up. Uh, they're hanging in there right now, and the pitching has been phenomenal. So let's hope that pitching yeah. continues to go the way they're doing. And they've doing been getting but once. Yeah, the hitting gets better. Look, uh, real quickly, um, I'm working on the NFL draft special, and Mm -hmm. it is the 9th. The draft is, I believe, the 26th. I think it's a Thursday. I think first round is, yeah, 26th. So I'm hoping to get that out in the next 10 days. So you and I will have to get together. I like to record that together instead of through the Internet. And uh, I'm trying to get Matt involved. I'm working on that on the week this weekend again, and we're going to try to get that out to you. For you. you'll have that before the draft, and it's going to be interesting. Uh, real quick rumor I heard today: uh, I don't think it's going to happen. Nothing about the uh, the Browns or the Broncos, but uh, someone had the uh, the notion that the Jets would trade the number three pick overall to Philadelphia for Nick. Nick Foles, and I said, if you're adding two more first-round draft picks in the future, I think they may do that, but uh, uh, honestly, God, I mean, I said that jokingly, the Jets are not trading out of the number three spot. They understood what they did. They're taking the third-best quarterback, and they're happy with that. And very well, it very well may go, and I'm, I'm expecting right now that it very well may go, and this may affect Cleveland in the long run, is and it will depend on what John Dorsey chooses to do. But I'm I, I'll say it's a 50-50 chance right now. The first four picks in the draft all will be quarterbacks. all quarterbacks, and that means Cleveland will be trading out of the fourth spot if that happens. Uh if they stay in the fourth spot, they may end up with either Barkley or Chubbs, which I'll be a hundred percent thrilled about, and we'll just have to wait and see exactly what happens. I'm not swaying from my belief that the best player in the draft is Barkley I'm not going to swing in my belief that the best quarterback to draft is Darnold I think Allen has a great upside I think Rosen has the skills to start today but I worry about his injuries Mm -hmm. especially his, his concussion history and as Baker Mayfield I think Baker Mayfield wants to prove the world wrong and he has the ability to do that. And we'll have to wait to see. And quite honestly, from everywhere I've been reading and checking out and watching on YouTube and other places, they're all going to rate uh, 95 to 92 on a, on a scale of 100 uh, for quarterbacks. So they're all going to go quickly. And quite honest with you, I, I would not be surprised just because of demand on quarterbacks that you see a team – leap in front of a few teams to get Jackson uh, ahead of time where Jackson may not even make it through the top 15 picks. And it wouldn't even shock me if uh, Randolph uh, makes Rudolph his up, gets up even higher into the first round where someone like even uh, New England takes a shot at him in the first round. And I'm not saying that's going to happen. Who knows what will happen? Uh, New England picking up the uh, first round draft pick from the Rams, for the the wideout was a huge move for them, uh, typical move for them. Yeah, they they tried to make a deal yeah. with the they tried to make a deal. They couldn't get it done, so they traded them. Uh, yep, that is the Patriots' way. Yes, they weren't going to pay fourteen million dollars for a wideout. They never that's have the way it is, not in, and most likely never will. I heard but, today uh,
1: from uh, Daniel Jeremiah
0: that the Browns really like Josh Allen, number one overall. And I can understand that because he's so big. He he reminds me of Roethlisberger in a lot of yeah. ways. Uh, he has such a ridiculous arm, um, and that may be positioning too. Obviously, you want to keep everyone guessing. You know how that works in the NFL draft. Um, that would make you know uh, puts pressure on other teams to make moves and try to figure out what you're doing. I still think the best pick for the for the Browns is Darnold I'm not against Allen though I love Allen's my second pick uh if I am ranking them and I'll give away my rankings basically I already did Um, my ranking or or top five or is followed by Allen Rosen Baker Mayfield and then Lamar Jackson that's my top five and that's the way I expect it to go uh in the draft. Now who takes them that, that, that we I have know. no idea, but I, but that's how I rank them uh, for what little, you know, I'm no NFL scout. Uh, I'm no uh, talking head. I just uh, a fan who likes to uh, dabble in this. Yeah. And uh, more, I look at it more. I, I study it. I think Darnold is the right choice for the Browns. I can understand why they would think, uh, think Allen. We'll wait and see. I'll be honest it's gonna be interesting to see what your Broncos do at five. Yeah. Because they may very well may try. Let's just say it goes quarterback, quarterback, quarterback. They very well may choose to try to move up to that fourth spot and get a quarterback themselves. Uh according to Mike Bliss, uh,
1: Denver is not gonna draft a quarterback number one or with their first pick.
0: Yeah, well uh, we'll wait and see. I would I, I don't I don't necessarily
1: I'm not saying if they want Wait Nelson is there. I want him in a heartbeat.
0: If Quentin well, that
1: could happen. or Bradley Chubb is there, that's who I want. Yeah.
0: Well, I'll tell you why I love Chubb for the Browns, and this is you know in the fourth spot is a possibility. If you put him and Miles Garrett together on the same line for the next ten years,
1: I mean you that's defensively. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is.
0: Yeah, that that that's that's it, that's it in, that's intriguing as hell. Yes, uh, it in the same is. vein, offensively, if you added a Barkley. Uh, to what they have already did this offseason. And congratulations to John Dorsey, who, uh, as you know, I, I, I pleaded and begged and, and and just dreamt of the Browns getting rid of the quarterback room that they had last year. Yep. Uh, and and uh, he did. Well, now all three of them have been traded. So congratulations to John Dorsey <laughs> for getting the job done. How about that? Talk about talk about not, never winning a game as a GM for a team. And already already being executive of the year. Already executive of the year because you traded the three worst quarterbacks in the NFL. You didn't trade just quarterbacks. The three worst quarterbacks who couldn't win a game in the NFL. None of them has ever won a game in the NFL as a starter. Uh, So, congratulations to John Dorsey for pulling that one off and uh, revamping the Cleveland Browns quarterback room. Uh, Tyrod Taylor being the number one guy. You know they brought in Stinson this past a uh, couple of weeks ago, and they'll probably bring in a quarterback uh, with the first pick. And obviously, and I'm hoping it's Darnold. I won't be disappointed if it's Allen because Allen, to me, is has a huge upside. Mm-hmm. You just really got to believe in that upside. I think uh, the same goes with Darnold. Darnold's only like an inch or two smaller than than Allen. He doesn't have the big, big 80 yard arm, but he has an arm big enough. And if you remember what he did against Penn State a couple of years ago in the Rose Bowl, you know, and that was against a, a defense that was one of the top defenses in collegians, and a lot of those players went to the NFL. So I don't know how you can uh, go anywhere but Darnold, number one overall. I mean, that's just, to me, makes too much sense. And like I said, if it goes quarterback, 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 the Browns are going to have an interesting decision to make at four, and uh, a lot of teams will be calling. Yeah. And it wouldn't shock me if if one of them is Denver simply because they want to secure their quarterback, not knowing what the Browns will do. The Browns won't take a second quarterback, so they don't have to. But to jump anybody else who may make that move for the Browns to move back, I don't know. Obviously, I think the Bills want to get into this somehow, some way. At 12 and, tw- it, 12 and 22, 12 and 21, I think. 12 and 21, oh, it's well, going to be think difficult. So, yeah. I mean, it's going to be difficult to get in that top 10 with that, in my opinion. They could get uh, in it. Denver could do that. You know what? And Jackson may be there at 12. He may fall to 12. So we'll have to wait and see. I mean, who knows? Um, but it's been fun. And I, I, I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's figure that will be out around the 15th to the 20th as our draft preview. Yep. And, uh, again, we're not going to do a mock draft. What we're going to do is rank the top five players in every position and try to let you know who's the top tackle, who's the top offensive guard, who's the top center on the offensive line, who's the top uh, five quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, uh, defensive backs, cornerbacks, that type of thing, linebackers. So That's how we're going to do it. We're not going to necessarily do a mock draft. I think mock drafts are silly because you just don't know what team's thinking and what they're going to do. Everyone does a mock draft. I'd rather do a draft special where you actually know – who the top five players are in each uh, position. So that's what, that's the plan. Obviously I want to tell everyone again to uh, check out our, my one-on-one uh, conversations that I've had. I had three great ones uh, with Dan Dicenzo, who's running for uh common please judge. I also with Shauna Roberts, who is running for us Congress in the sixth district and Uh, My most recent one with Eric Ungaro that just came out yesterday. I checked that one out. Eric is, if you're a football fan, is also a high school football coach. So we got into that a little bit. And uh, hopefully, uh, there's two more that I want to get for sure. Possibly three more here in the next uh, few weeks and uh, before the election, for you can learn more about some of the people who are running uh, locally and uh, uh, for the different offices. So, Anthony. Your last opportunity to say something here on this podcast as we try to wrap this one up. Just
1: uh, let's go. Uh, we won two in a row. If yes. we win tomorrow, that's called a winning streak. It has happened before around here, and we'd be above 500 for the first time all year, and uh, let's get this offense jump-started, huh? Yeah,
0: I can't wait. I love it. It's that time of the year. It's cold. It looks like it's freaking... Season in football. Uh, it looks like it's December, not. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, hopefully, long uh, degree this weekend. It'll be feel like baseball, but the uh, same goes. All right. Amen to that. All right, for Andy in Campfield, I am Tim in Bort Don't forget to check us out on RadioMVP.com. You can interact with us there. Talk to us on any of the podcasts. You can give us a review. We're on facebook.com slash radio MVP pod and on Twitter at the real radio MVP.com. And if you get this podcast through iTunes, please give us a rating and review the more ratings and reviews we receive the more others will be able to find radio MVP sports podcast and others that we do. And we bring you the best coverage and podcasting here in the Mahoning Valley. For Anthony and Campbell, once again, I'm Tim here in Boardman. Have a great day, everyone.